0: Hello, hello. We are back. This is It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark films from the perspective of a cynical cinephile, which is me, Hamilton.
1: And a hopeless romantic, which is I, Stephanie.
0: Was it supposed to be
1: I? No, I don't know. I just wanted to say that.
0: (laughs) Grammar's not our strong suit, but Hallmark films, thankfully, are.
1: Speak for yourself.
0: Um... So before we start, you know how we say every week that we love hearing from you guys. We really do. Like, I love getting, you know, the DMs, the messages, the ratings. Um, Absolutely love it. We had a message from one of our followers uh, asking me a question, which I love answering because I love talking technical. So one of the questions I got was about how dimly lit Irish pubs usually are and how brightly lit they were and as luck would have it. I actually didn't mind that. I think there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief in some of these films. I've never been in an Irish pub, so maybe that's why it didn't bother me as much. I've been in pubs, you know, but it really, it really didn't bother me. I thought they handled the lighting really well. It was, you know, brightly lit, but it felt kind of natural for that environment. It didn't feel just over the top. So from a technical standpoint, I, I thought it worked for that film and what they were doing and it felt natural for that scene. That's why I didn't call it out. Um, That's why it didn't really bother me. The same thing with the dance scene. You know, I wanted to see those people dancing. You know, so again, maybe this is because I've never been to Ireland yet. Maybe I'll feel different when I've been in an Irish pub, seeing how dark it is in there. Um, But yeah, I mean, so that didn't really really bother me too much. So I mean, thank you for writing in about that. Um, Again, if I miss something, call it out. If you don't agree with us, let us know. But yeah, thank you for writing that in because again. I will talk lighting all day, every day. (laughs) So, we are taking a look at the last of the Spring Fling films that Hallmark has released. Uh,
1: I'm proud of you. Thank you. You said that. Sounded good, right? Sounded good. I was practicing that.
0: Uh, Right in front of me. And, you know, we've talked about this before titles for Hallmark. I like this title a lot. It It works.
1: It makes sense for this movie. Mm -hmm. Some, some titles don't make sense. And we're wondering, why was this movie titled this? But this one makes absolute sense. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, right off the bat, I was very happy with the title. <laughs> why don't we go ahead and let's talk about how we both felt about the film. You know, we'll do our little rating system. Is this a film that you would watch again? Is this a film that you'd have on in the background while you're folding laundry or on the, on the TikToks? Or is this a film... That you would never, ever want to watch again ever in your life. What about you? How did you feel about this?
1: It's um, it's in the middle of the road there for uh-huh. me. If it's on in the background and I'm not paying too much attention to it, it's not going to bother me. Mm-hmm. Would I sit down and watch the entire thing again with no interruptions, n- no distractions? Probably not. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was a horrible movie. It was. It was cute. It yeah. was... It was, like I said, middle of the road, pretty good for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think I feel the same way. You said this last week, whatever film comes after, as luck would have it, uh, which was phenomenal, is going to have a hard time. So, you know, I, I think it, it dealt with that, having to come after such a great a great one. But it's about middle of the road for me. This was a good film. Um, I, I think if it was on, I would, I would probably watch it. You know, I'd definitely watch it. I think that, you know, this to me, is a classic Hallmark film. Mm-hmm. I really do think this is a classic Hallmark film. It has a lot of the, the story beats of the classic Hallmark film, um, a, lot of the, a lot of the vibe of the classic. The, the problem with that is is that while this might feel like a Hallmark film from 2005, Hallmark has done so much lately to really propel a lot of their films further than I think they ever have before. They've brought in some great producers, some great directors, obviously some wonderful actors. They've really stepped up their game. So going backwards, while it might feel you know comfortable for some certain some people, I just I wanted a little bit more from this. I wanted a little bit more from this. I think that the acting was great, you know, for me. Um, we'll talk about the leads in just a minute. I'm not sure where it kind of fell flat. It might be uh, the story, might be the script. I'm not sure, but there was a little bit of a little bit of flatness to me that didn't really take it up to the next level. But from a technical standpoint, as you know, which is my my expertise on this podcast. Great. There's a lot of great things tech- they did technically.
1: Yeah. Um, I would agree that it it did feel just very safe, very like, classic mm-hmm. Hallmark. Safe. That's a great word. Um, for that, yeah. It wasn't, you know, we've seen some of these films, the characters have a little more depth to them. Mm. These were kind of just, you know, average Hallmark character leads, you know. There wasn't anything... Overly different about it that like made it stand out, but it was good, you know, it was good enough, it was enjoyable enough to watch. Uh, One thing though, that Hallmark did step up their game with this, even though it was a what we would call classic Hallmark storyline, is the leads. They this was the first Hallmark movie that had two Asian leads, Mm -hmm. so even though it was pretty safe and classic, they did add the diversity, uh, which I thought was a nice. Oh, a well, nice way yeah. to go
0: yeah I'm, we've been seeing that a lot from them lately I, I love to see it so that that's absolutely wonderful absolutely wonderful uh, and speaking of leads why don't you give us not only the plot rundown which we need from you because you have the greatest plot rundowns ever I don't, I don't
1: world know you know renowned that. according to you yes
0: very world renowned why don't you go ahead and give us a plot rundown and then if you will if you don't mind let's talk about leads
1: um okay plot summary Carly is in town to visit her best friend from college and befriends local chef Nick who takes it upon himself to help her with her love life. The two bond over their love of food and help each other pursue their dreams all while falling in love.
0: Yeah. Nailed it as always. As always. I think I did it. The only thing I wouldn't might have thrown in there is that she was a bridal designer. Plays a big part.
1: She was.
0: Which took me a minute to find out what a bridal designer was. <laughs> you know, it was a little confusing for me.
1: Bridal stylist, I think, is what, what it, she called herself. And then she becomes a designer. But See,
0: we're, I'm even confused right now. I'm even confused right now.
1: Well, the she that we're talking about
0: mm-hmm.
1: is Janelle Parrish. Mm-hmm. And she plays Carly. And then we have Mark Grazzini as Nick. Chef Nick. That's what they like to call him in here. Was
0: this, was this their first Hallmark foray?
1: It was not the first for Janelle. I don't think it was the first for Marco. I think I read somewhere that he's been in other ones. Mm. I haven't seen him in any any other Hallmark movies. He is a character in the show Virgin River, okay. which we have talked about on here before, that I do enjoy. He doesn't have a huge role in that show, so I actually didn't even realize he was the same person. It's a different character. But um, I really enjoyed him in, in here. I thought he did a good job. I yeah. thought he... You know he did a great job with the delivery, like comedic timing and things like that. Um, and Janelle, she's no stranger to me because she she was in Pretty Little Liars. And if you haven't seen Pretty Little Liars, I'm not gonna spoilers, but she's not a she's not a good guy.
0: Oh my goodness! Oh man! Everyone's tuning <laughs> off the podcast right now. No Pretty Little Liars spoiler. I didn't sign up for so this.
1: So I um. So yeah, I enjoyed her in that show. I haven't really seen her in anything else, so right. this was a bit of a jump for me—different character. It was nice seeing her in like a happier, uh, more normal role, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they were both really nice to look at, and I, I thought they they did a fine job.
0: Yeah, I think you know one of the things—I think one of the things for me and kind of what carried me through the, the film was their their chemistry. I really thought the two leads had some great chemistry together. There was a lot of Really wonderful little moments with them, um, and so I'm happy to see these two together. I would love to see more of them in the future. You know, I think they can both pull off the role. Uh, it takes a certain juge uh,
1: gravitas, if it,
0: gravitas, uh, if you will, to kind of play these roles. I mean, we've talked about the acting side of this, you know, a few times before. I, I think it's a hard role to do to sort of be in these characters to do this well. And they both do it really well, in my opinion. I thought they did a great job, so um, would love to see them in, in future Hallmark films.
1: Yeah, as far as chemistry, I thought they had pretty good chemistry. Okay,
0: from the from the love expert over here, the, the romantic love
1: expert. expert. Well, I don't know if you call me expert, but I I thought they had pretty good chemistry when it came to how they spoke to one another mm-hmm. and like the banter and everything. I thought that came across very. You know, seamlessly, you could tell they liked each other and were having a good time. The only disconnect that I had, as far as chemistry goes, was when it came to the physicality of it all. Okay. Uh, which we'll get into more, but there were certain moments, touches... That seemed a little awkward to me.
0: You usually love those touches. You're a big I know.
1: Person. I like the little details. And those particular details did not work for me in this movie. And I'm not quite sure why. Hmm. So that was the, the one setback for me was, okay. was that physicality between them. I don't, I don't know where that disconnect came so from. So a
0: plus on the witty banter, the, the romantic back and forth, a minus on the touching. The, I mean, we usually have a scene, you know, like the, the face touch, the arm grab, the hand hold. There were
1: lots of arm grabs. A lot of arm grabs. Uh, and they did not work for me. Okay. So I'm going to just put that out there. Are
0: we going to dissect the arm grab? Or we are
1: going to uh, maybe dissect the arm yeah. grabs just just a tad.
0: Well, I, I think, you know, the only time where it didn't really work for me was in the meet-cute. Um, I did like I did enjoy that scene. I did enjoy that scene. But when he... He finds out that she didn't like his, his appetizer that he made, so he goes to confront her about it. When he looks at her, he looks at her. I mean, his eyes, just very romance eyes at her, um, not hiding it at all. She, romance
1: eyes? Is that a technical term? Yes,
0: it's, it's, romance eyes is a technical term. You can look it up. Uh, and she's doing the same thing. And so it was a little too on the nose for me. Um, I think there needs to be a little subtle romance eyes, if you will. Um, and so that was the one part where it was just a little overplayed for me in that one particular scene. And then it got a little bit, a little bit better for me The kind of little banter back and forth, you know, um, that, that did it for me.
1: Yeah. The, um, well the romance, I mean, he couldn't help the romance eyes, you know, uh, the me cute was, it was cute. Yeah. It was, I think it maybe lasted a little too long for me. Like I thought it was funny you know that she didn't like the empanadas, and he comes in, coming in hot. Like yeah. you didn't, I made the bad empanadas. Like I thought that was really funny, and then he comes back real quick with a new batch.
0: Like I used to be a chef, you know, um, a few years ago. And well, so, you were
1: Sue, weren't you? You were what Chef Nick is basically. Uh, right? I wasn't. No,
0: I wasn't that high up in the food chain. Oh. No, I wasn't Sue. I was uh, head pantry. Oh. So I had to do all the oh, my
1: bad. I know. <laughs> I was
0: doing but I was doing what he I was doing the, the I was doing the appetizers, all the desserts and stuff. Fun thing about that scene though, and I'm not sure if you call it this, this was a little editing mistake they did. Oh so,
1: I I know what you're gonna so say. So when
0: whenever uh you see food or drinks in a scene, always watch it because they have to eat that stuff constantly, constantly on takes. And so when when he comes out, she has this bright green, I think cucumber martini it's full right cut to him cut back to her that drink is gone that drink is gone 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 so either she took the biggest sip of her life and just chugged that martini which okay
1: it was from the bitter (laughs) empanada she she just
0: downed it um so a little editing mistake there uh very very minor but those are always fun to catch and You'll see it because, again, the drink is just so bright.
1: Yeah, and that's why I noticed it. I'm not looking for technical things necessarily, but it was very obvious mm. because of that bright green color that you see it full. And then the next shot, I was like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was funny, too. But real quick to go back before she even meets Nick, she, there's a whole thing with like her ex that is just like a little blip in the movie. Oh, the photographer. Yeah. And they yeah. never address it again, which I'm kind of like okay with because a lot of times these storylines, the ex always comes back yeah. or something. It was just kind of weird that he was there for a second. We don't get any sort of, but it was just like, oh, she's going to see her ex at this you know, wedding. And then he kind of acts like he wants to hook up or something. And she's like, you broke up with me. And then she decides to go on a break because she doesn't want to hang out with him. But then he is, like, never talked about again.
0: Well, I think, if I remember, I think it was, it was almost used as, like, a poor plot device to get her to that hotel.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because right? um, otherwise, it seemed like she was just going to stay at the wedding and not bother her friend and just do that. So the boyfriend was kind of to get her away from that venue to her other venue to have, force her to take a break. It was weird because it's like you needed an ex to get to you to see your friend. Like, it didn't really make a lot of sense
1: um i thought it would have been addressed like you know how when they get close to the to the lead the person they're going to end up with they kind of like talk about their past relationships no, I've never seen him again. i thought that was gonna maybe come up like maybe a little bit more i just that guy it was just like that was it it's was yeah. just a little blip and then he was gone and then but it was cool that they didn't do that sort of normal trope which i know we said it's classic but they bring in a whole new character which was an old crush of hers in college college. um so that was kind of fun for me that it wasn't you know a typical story plot in Mm. that sense um so i thought that was kind of cool
0: yeah so i will say just from the technical standpoint you know she goes to this is it a hotel a bed and breakfast a motel resort a lodge
1: called the lodge
0: okay there we go lodge so from a technical standpoint, this lodge was gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past for the spring movies. This movie actually felt like spring. They had flowers everywhere. everywhere. I mean, it was dangling from the ceiling, the <laughs> rafters, and not just in the lodge. They had it in the town. Like, the whole town was flower The street. Crazy.
1: They were walking on a street, and that whole street was covered in flowers. Yeah. If it wasn't on a tree, it was in a bucket on, it was in a trash can. Like it was like flowers everywhere. Inside the
0: stores too. Like it was just nuts. And so, um, thank you, uh, for doing that because when I watch these, I want to feel like spring, you know, I, I want you, if you're going to attach a theme to it, show me the theme and they went crazy with it. I'm all for that, that vibe. Um, I loved it. So great job on the production um, the set designer whomever had a hand in this just wonderful job because that lodge i know we've seen this lodge many times before i swear this lodge is almost in every hallmark movie i think it was in the one with like the au pair or the nanny and
1: christmas with the darling. i think it was in five star christmas too i think that was like the hotel yeah, or the, their like, family home that's like turned I can tell into hotel. Of the
0: front because the front looks exactly like so the thing is though even though the front looks similar the way you decorated, and if you remember with Christmas of the Darlings, I harped on the technicality of that film. I was I was not happy. They turned that into this gorgeous place that I wanted to go to. So I can't say this enough. Great lighting, great, great set design, just wonderful all around. Like just it was gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it. It looked much better than the hotels that I've worked at. Um, yeah. This movie was giving me like weird flashbacks of being like a banquet server at you know hotels. So back I was, in I, was my the, day. I was the
0: chef and you were the server. And
1: I was the the go. server. So I basically had the role of Patricia. Which shout out Frances Flanagan, we love her. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think the major downfall of this movie was that she didn't have a bigger part. No,
0: for real though. like
1: Because...
0: When she was with Nick, it was great.
1: Yeah. Anything she's in, she shines. Even though it's like the tiniest little part. I loved seeing her. I was Mm -hmm. so happy to see her there. So I think she needed a bigger part. But I also feel like, you know, Nick, spoiler, gets his own restaurant at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. He should have brought Patricia with him. Yeah, as, the, th- as a,
0: the lead, yeah. Yeah,
1: sir, I really thought we were going to see her there at the end. We didn't, so, th- you know, they kind of missed that opportunity What
0: there. if, I mean, let's find this out. I mean, I want to know if maybe it was and we just missed it, maybe they cut some stuff out. Because he totally should have done that.
1: I didn't see her. I would have seen her. She's just got that glow. She's just always so happy. I just love seeing her on screen. And I really think, yeah, that was a missed opportunity okay. that she should have worked at, the, at his own restaurant. But...
0: Well, you mentioned um, the boyfriend, I'm sorry, the crush from college coming back. Matt, I believe his name was. Matt
1: Harper, which. Walking
0: Ralph Lauren ad coming through.
1: They love to say his full name. I don't know about you, but it was like, when you talk about old people from college, do you say their first and last name every single time? time. Yeah. Okay. Brittany
0: Little. Shout out Brittany Little. (laughs) No, I honestly, I mean, seriously, I do that.
1: I mean, maybe if you know multiple Britneys, like we do have multiple Britneys in our lives. Okay. So I think that's maybe why we do it. But uh, Brittany Little is a fan of the show. So yeah, shout out, Brittany. Um, but I just thought it was weird that they constantly said Matt Harper. Matt Harper? Oh yeah, Matt Harper.
0: I, I kind of liked it because I, I've done that before. I mean, certain people, especially if your name is Matt, John, Jake, you know, you're going you're gonna to attach a last name to that person or a nickname. And so I'm going to defend the Matt Harper's of the world. <laughs> I get it. I understand that. Uh, his character, though, I mean, he, it was, it was strange because, you know, again, like I said, walking Ralph Lauren ad, coming through, pop collar, football Foot- under <laughs> the arm. The most, it was the oddest scene I've ever seen. Oddest scene I've ever seen. Where this man just comes in, in this nice fancy resort, just a pigskin under the arm. You know, just casual pigskin under the arm very confused.
1: It it was very odd that it's like at this like fancy lodge, it's not a resort.
0: I'm sorry. But lodge. it
1: could have been a resort because yeah. of how it looked. But he walks in, you know, at this indoor Little get together for a wedding with a football. I think I just shot a look at you like, "Am I seeing what you're like? Are yeah. we? Is this happening?" Uh, so I thought that was really funny that he just carried a football in. That's what you
0: got to do if if your glory days were in college. You got you got that football on the arm all the yeah, time. Yeah,
1: I was trying to figure out how much time had passed since college because they all seemed to act very young to me.
0: Yeah, I, again, I think that was one of the downfalls of this film um, is that, and I. I don't know. I think it might have been the script where they were written a little too young for me. The, the conversations they were having, um, it just felt uh, inauthentic for the for their age that I had imagined them to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though I thought it was cute and there were some funny moments, mm-hmm. it, the script did feel very simple yeah. to me. It was very simple, like the things they were saying... We've you know we've praised writers before that have had you know they bring in sort of like a unique flair to it, um, and I actually really enjoy this writer, uh, Julie Sherman Wolf. Mm-hmm. She's written uh, One Royal Holiday, oh,
0: which we yeah.
1: absolutely loved, and Wedding Every Weekend, which was mm-hmm. uh, Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad. Man. So I don't know necessarily what happened here. It was just a much simpler script for me. Not necessarily bad. It just we've seen you know. One ones that have had more depth to them, so I think that was what was weird for me. That, like you said, they did seem a lot younger than. Yeah, than the, I the think conversation.
0: They were. You know, the conversation that uh, what is her name, Carly? The conversation that Carly has with uh, Matt Harper's soon-to-be new girlfriend, who was his ex-girlfriend, Lily. College, Lily played
1: played by Brandy Alexander, by the way, who. I really enjoy her. She's in a lot of Hallmark mm-hmm. movies. She was in a timeless Christmas. Which oh was... yes,
0: that's what. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right.
1: Um. But yeah, especially her. Yeah, go ahead. So at
0: the it. at the end there, when they have a conversation, that whole conversation felt like a conversation you would have with someone in like high school. It was it was really mm-hmm. odd to me. Um, that kind of took me out a little bit.
1: Yeah, that Carly had to like go talk to her first, and they're like sitting on the ground, and like, she's like, yeah. like sad about, it, and then she goes talk to Matt. It did feel very high schoolish. Like to I'll me. talk
0: to him for you to let him know that you like him again. Like
1: yeah, like not even college. It seemed like high school to me that you, that they wouldn't just go talk to each other. I don't know. It was odd to me. So I. But do I agree. will say,
0: I will say that scene, that scene where she goes and grabs Matt Harper's arm and takes him out to talk to him about Lily. I thought was going to be the conflict where Chef Nick comes in, sees them interacting. Ooh. But we didn't get that. Thankfully, we didn't get that because I hate that. I hate when uh, either the male lead or the female lead sees the other person talking to an ex and then overreacts and then doesn't answer their phone for two weeks. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad it was just, hey, Matt, this isn't working out. I thought that the whole plot line between Carly and Matt Harper, I actually enjoyed. I liked that because she had this such a huge crush on him she couldn't even talk to him right like that whole interaction between nick and matt harper and her super fun i i liked how that goes where you have this idea of someone and then you actually go and talk to them and you just realize they're not the person for you. I think they did that very well. And There's a little bit of awkwardness to it that I think worked.
1: Yeah, I thought um, Janelle played that very well um, as Carly. The the funny things where she's like, oh, I got this. Yeah. And then she would just make a fool of herself or some weird noise would come out of her mouth. <laughs> uh, that was very relatable. Uh, and I thought that was really cute and funny. And I really liked The Matt guy, like, not for her, but I thought he did great playing that part that was just kind of, like, over the top, like, yeah, I'm still a bro from college, and, um...
0: And he was great, because he wasn't, there was no real villain, like, he wasn't a villain or anything, he was just himself, like, just trying to be himself, he's kind of into her, she's into him, like, and then that look he gets, um, when he reads her text, you know, just, I mean, there's a lot of cute little things like that that happen, so I, I appreciate the bro. I appreciate the bro.
1: Yeah. So for some more romance, uh, before I guess we get into more technical, I so what I was talking about before about the physicality. Mm. So there's a scene where he makes something special for her, aside from what's on the menu. And she takes a bite and she realizes realizes it has sesame in it, which apparently she's allergic to. Mm. So she starts breaking out in hives on her face or whatever. You know, it was funny cute little scene. He reaches her face, like reaches out to touch her face where the hives are. And in my mind I'm like, okay, this scene is supposed to like we're supposed to be feeling the sparks, right. you know, because he's touching her face. But there's like this really just long pause and she's looking at him and he's looking at her but I, I wasn't feeling it it felt awkward to me the way his hand was on her face and how their their interaction about it it didn't it felt more awkward to me than like ooh i'm feeling some some chemistry here. I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, it didn't quite work.
0: Well, was it because he was touching her hives? It,
1: maybe it could have I mean, been because maybe. there were hives involved. But
0: maybe that could have been this man who handles food all day is now touching this woman's hives. I don't know. Maybe that was it. I'm not sure. It
1: very well could have been. Um, but that scene did not work for me. So yeah, sadly. I remember.
0: I remember a scene where he. I think he grabs her arm. Someone's grabbing an arm, and it is a little long. And so that could have been um, that could have been an editing issue. You know, maybe they held the scene too long they should have cut earlier. Some of these things do come down to editing where you know, you're supposed to cut and they just miss it. You know, that she
1: does cut. grab his arm a lot in the movie yeah. if you watch it like kind of aggressively, and then it's just like there, and they're just staring at each other. I don't know. Maybe it was editing. Like the way it was cut. It just never... Never
0: flowed for It you.
1: never worked for me. It just felt kind of awkward.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that could have been editing. It could have been just maybe just too long on the arm.
1: But everything else, like the way they talked to each other and yeah. even like the looks they gave each other. Like I felt that, but it was when they would like touch, touch. each other. I don't know what... This, yeah. yeah. What was happening there. Okay. That's not to say that I didn't have any feels. Uh, so I will say... My favorite thing in the romance department within, my favorite scene, was... So Carly has this weird little thing that she takes forever to eat her dessert. I don't understand it that. It, it was super was, weird. It was super weird. She's like,
0: this is going to sound weird. I'm like, no, nah, I'm sure it will And I was like, oh my God, you
1: are weird. Aside from the tiny fork, I do get that. Because I do love tiny forks right. and eating with tiny forks. And I think the tiny fork thing was one of the best things about this movie. Yeah, for sure. And I thought that was adorable. But taking forever to eat your dessert and like you have to do it alone at your house. Yeah, yeah
0: the loan at the house thing. Super weird. <laughs> no, I So for those that haven't seen it, she she's eating s'mores and then she wraps it up in a napkin and it, like doesn't eat it and so the party leaves chef nick comes up he's like what are you doing she's like i have this weird thing <laughs> and he goes and says she has to eat a dessert alone with a tiny fork to make it like it, it was to awesome.
1: make it last i i mean i my desserts do not last no. i devour them very quickly and what? then maybe what? i'll get another piece like i don't know about the taking forever because to me you can't taste it very well if it's like the tiniest little piece like you got to get a good bite in there i
0: really want to know what happened to carly in her life (laughs) where she feels that she needs to do this she needs to squirrel away desserts
1: (laughs) i don't know and
0: eat them in her bed like something happened to her where she wasn't getting enough dessert as a kid and now she has this thing yeah but we get a great scene we get the best scene in the movie because of her oddity
1: yes so it is an odd thing about her but yes this was my favorite scene when he does this really nice thing and he makes a dessert for her mm. and gives it to her and she takes it home and, oh my gosh, did it give me the feels. She opens it. It's this cute little box with like a bow and inside, like in like the bow is wrapped around a tiny little fork. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my heart. I yeah. just clutched it. It was a super cute little detail and then, of course, she... Takes the tiniest little bites, but she's so happy. You know, you're watching this thinking, "Wow, like that is really sweet." He's paying attention to what she's saying, and that to me was the the most to me romantic thing in the movie.
0: Yeah, it was definitely the most romantic thing in the movie. It just and it was a turning point for it too. I think that's kind of when they both. Well, I think that's when she realized that he has feelings for her. I think it was kind of implied a little bit, but she's like, "Oh, this is this is happening." So. Uh, A turning point in the movie, a turning point in their relationship. Just a great scene overall. Super cute. Technically, though. Technically, because that's a lot of romance. That's a lot of romance right there. I know our listeners out there want to know my feelings about lighting. They're just dying for it. Camera work. Well, you're about to get it. You're about to get all those notes. Um, This is great. I mean, honestly, there was a few editing issues, like we said, with the drink. Lighting was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. A lot of it seemed to be just natural window light, which... I'm all for. Um, and if it wasn't natural window light, then they did an even better job because I couldn't spot spot the lights they used. Um, the only thing I'll say, and this is this is a little nitpicky, you know, this is a personal preference. Since they were using window light on some of the reverse shots, the character's face were in shadows. I personally like to have a fill on that side to kind of break up the shadows a little bit. It was a little too a little too dark on some of the shots because you'd have a nice bright on Nick. And then Carly would be kind of in shadow, so maybe a little bit of fill. But again, that's personal preference. Uh, it felt so natural, and I think that added to the spring feeling, just the flowers everywhere, just natural light. Just oh, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, camera work was great too. You know, we didn't have any crazy artsy shots. You know, sometimes Hallmark will do a little sprinkle, do a little little salt bay of the fancy art shots in here. We didn't get any of those, unfortunately, which I was a little sad about. But overall, there was there wasn't much wandering camera, um, just you know a very steady, classic sort of setup there.
1: Well, it's the same director as Cranberry Christmas, oh, which yeah. we loved. That movie, we I think we went into depths of you know uh, set decoration and lighting and everything in that movie direction, uh, and that's Linda Lisa Hader, as far as I know from my technical mm-hmm. eye. I thought directing. I thought they did a good job.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And so I I think the strongest aspect of this film was the technical aspect for me. Just absolutely loved it. And I I can watch something if it's lit well. I can can watch anything if it's lit well. And this this film was was lit beautifully. Um, The other thing I'll say, I like that food played such a big role in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd watch another film, or the one where they go to that place... And we had to look up on a map.
1: Oh, mix up in the Mediterranean. Yeah, the
0: Mediterranean one. What was that place called?
1: It was Malta. Malta.
0: Gorgeous, right? So, again, we have a chef's story. I don't really get a sense of the food there. In this film, they focus on the food so much. And as a foodie myself, absolutely loved it. I loved seeing the dishes. I loved how he explained it. The joy that Nick described his dishes, I I felt it. I felt it. He, He did... Marco just did such a great job of just owning that character and making me feel what he was feeling. And I know you said you didn't like the meat cute so much. when It went on a little long. I love that it went on long because he's so passionate. Even when Matt Harper comes up, he just backs up. He's like, I'm going to come back and talk to him. About he's <laughs> I'm going to come back. He doesn't leave as any you know self-respecting chef would do. No, he stays there. He's ready for it. So I love the food aspect of this film.
1: Yeah, I feel like the food made this movie like that probably was my favorite thing about the movie uh because i loved seeing all the food that he was making and yeah and then like talking about it when he makes that dinner for them oh my
0: goodness and the love he puts.
1: uh. yeah the way he talks about it but just the the food itself like i was like oh my gosh i want to be there you Mm. know i've always want we haven't done it but i have always wanted to go to one of those restaurants where they have like They bring all of these little bites out for you to eat from, you know, that are just really unique and stuff. I don't consider myself the most adventurous. I know Matt Harper said, you know, I'm not very adventurous when it comes to eating, but I'm willing to try it. Yeah, he was, you know, not so into it.
0: Well, I mean, Matt Harper's defense, because I'm always going to come to the defense of my (laughs) my bro, Matt Harper. Uh, Cilantro. I mean, come on, cilantro is in everything there. It, It ruins the flavor. It makes it taste like soap
1: uh well you are one of those i cilantro does not bother me as much as it bothers you
0: see the reason why that is fun fact cilantro was poison back in the day and so my aversion to spit it out because it tastes like soap is an evolutionary trait that i will hold on to for the rest of my life but lucky
1: for us it's not a deal breaker for us that you hate cilantro and i don't mind it but when he comes out with that main course yeah and it's wrapped in the Mm. banana leaf I was, that was like the most beautiful. And you hear
0: that that voice. He has this nice like raspy voice a little bit and he's talking about it in like a low timber. And, oh my goodness. Yeah, Swim. and I
1: just think it was so important and really cool that Hallmark was showing this diversity that they were, you know, giving this space to like talk about the Filipino culture mm. and their food and everything. So I thought that was, that was really amazing. Yeah,
0: it was great. And, you know, obviously the, the sort of the hijinks with the head chef. Who was our fedora wearing man from the last film?
1: Yeah, Um, I couldn't quite place him. And I was like, I think he was the guy with the fedora. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so, and he played the head chef perfectly because a lot of times, you know, you'll get these head chefs that are very, you'll get these head chefs that are like that, you know, that want to control everything, that won't let you do things. So it was very realistic in that aspect.
1: Was that bringing back some bad memories for you? If any of
0: my head chefs are out there listening, I had wonderful head chefs (laughs) and they are
1: great people. Speaking of food. There is one scene in particular that I want to bring up. okay? Because if you listen to this podcast, we don't talk to each other about these movies until we come here and we record this. So I don't know how he felt about it really, unless he's like adamant and huffing and puffing Mm. during the movie. But there are certain scenes that I'm curious to know how you felt about it. The hot wings scene. For me personally, I felt... It it seemed really out of place to me. Uh-huh. It didn't seem like it went with this movie. I still thought it was kind of funny. Like, I didn't hate it, but it just felt misplaced to me.
0: It was, it was really weird. It was a weird scene. Um, so she's at the, I guess, an outdoor food market. Bumps into Nick. Then bumps into Matt Harper. Then Matt Harper's like, Nick, food truck over here, bro. Let's get some food. So that, that setup was weird, and then it gets weirder from there. Uh,
1: Props to Nick for going along, though. I thought for sure he was going to bow out. Like, like nah, oh, man. Man. But I'm he, at this point, he's like, you know what? I like this girl. Yeah. I'm going to stay because yeah. I want to hang out with her.
0: So it was weird for a few reasons. And the whole, the whole her getting them to... There's like a hot wing food truck, and it's supposed to be super spicy. And she's trying to talk them into eating hot wings with her. And so you think they're going to do like a hot wing challenge it's it's one hot wing it's one hot wing and yes i'm sure it was super spicy one hot
1: that's all you need that's how hot it is you so, can't eat more than one so is
0: that their meal like i was really confused like did they order other things
1: i think she just did it for the hat
0: but she didn't even wear the hat and the next scene when they're walking through the town she's holding the hat and not wearing the hat on her head so, she I don't even know.
1: But it was the way it was done for me. Yeah, it, was it was like an old uh, western was a western music started cu- I don't even know what was happening. They like cut to them all of a sudden they have beads of sweat. It was no, like no, a see, weird SNL see, that, sketch that part like, was funny. I enjoyed it was that. funny, yeah. but it didn't it just no. kind of seem like it did not go it with didn't the movie.
0: Fit. It, it felt like something that they decided to add on. Maybe they needed something for time. I don't know. It just didn't feel right. It could have been one of those things where there was supposed to be a different scene. Maybe because maybe COVID and like, hey, we have to do this, let's do this real quick. Because that happens. You know, actually we don't really talk about this enough, but making a film during the time of COVID, during a pandemic, is extremely difficult. So um, maybe it was something with that because it didn't it didn't it didn't fit for me and it felt really awkward.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm glad you agree. Cause I bring it up because it it, it reminded me of a scene, so the same writer was of One Royal Holiday, mm-hmm. and we loved that movie and we talked about if you remember that one scene in it, uh, where they they get snowed in, mm-hmm. and then they like they all come down, and they're like so excited about it because they get to stay longer, and yeah. it's like every person keeps coming down, and it just that like was it was so funny, and it that was kind of like a crazy kind of scene, like with comedic stuff yeah. that, but it it all fit with the movie, like this was like a comedy scene that. Sort of like felt like that, but it didn't fit with the rest of the movie. So I don't know what happened there, but for those characters and like it just didn't, it didn't work.
0: Yeah, I think that was that was the main scene that st- sticks out to me where it just didn't, it didn't work. So I, yeah. I felt the same way. I felt the same way. So let us talk about something that usually doesn't work for me and that is conflict. Let's talk on because conflict in these films, if you're if you've been listening to the podcast, they I feel like they never do it well. It's something usually overdramatic, you know. There's and then they don't talk to each other, and it's just they don't act like adults. And when you don't act like an adults, when you're in a you know you're playing the part of an adult, it just it feels off to me. Um, how, let me ask you this: I, How did you feel about the conflict? How did you feel about the main conflict of the film?
1: I I thought it worked. I thought it 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 fit. I mean, he's upset. So so the conflict is that he doesn't. um, Carly tries to help him out getting a job, uh, you know, because she wants him to sort of do his own thing Mm -hmm. because he can't make the food he wants to make. It's all about dreams.
0: It's all about this movie is really all about following your dreams. Yes, they help
1: each other, you know, and so he goes off. He does a risky thing, and he you know, prepares food for this private event and mm-hmm. he's so excited about it and it doesn't work well, out. It was like a
0: job interview. Yeah,
1: yeah, it doesn't work out. His boss finds out about it. He gets fired. Yeah. So he's running out. She doesn't understand what's going on. I I don't know if he... I mean, he's not mean about it. He's just really upset. I don't know if he's sort of blaming her for it because he does say something like, we should have just kept our dreams to ourselves. Yeah, he
0: has this great line, and you know, we've talked about the script a little bit here. Um, he does have this great line where he says, I let myself dream too big. And I was like, man, I feel that, Chef Nick. I feel that. <laughs> so a really great little moment there where he says that, and then he won't be able to take care of his, his grandmother because he doesn't have a study job. And so, yeah, you know, the, the conflict I think worked. Um, I'm glad it wasn't him seeing her with Matt Harper. Yeah. Uh, the conflict worked <laughs> afterwards, though. And so you, you see the conflict and you know the cuts commercial. And afterwards, I was joking and I was like, oh man, here comes, you know, three months later. And I'll be darned if they <laughs> don't come back. With the three months later on that screen, as soon as we return from commercial.
1: Well, is this the third movie now? It might have been for the a Spring Fling like, that we've seen where they do a time jump. I don't
0: know what executive at Hallmark decided to be like, Hey guys, what we need to do, we need to have this more realistic three months later. It's not realistic. Stop that. Please, please, please stop the two months later, stop the three months later. It, it ruins these movies for me because... How do you not talk to this person in three months? How do you not do this? If you had such a great connection, how do you not text them? How do you not slide into their DMs? How do you not like a photo on Facebook? It it makes no sense. And I am so passionate about this. Stop the three months. The only time it made sense was in that last one, um, the Malta one. The two months because it was a running
1: thing. The two months.
0: They brought it up throughout the whole movie. You know, that made sense. Stop it in every other way. Well,
1: maybe because we said we loved that so much, they listened to this podcast and now they're like, oh, is that working? They
0: make movies quick, but not that quick. (laughs) So, not only do we get the three months, we get a shot of our man Nick trying to poison Carly. I mean, we see him (laughs) trying to, we see him grabbing sesame seeds, looking at them like, I'm gonna put this in some food for Carly. (laughs) So he's on a a vengeance streak or something. Very weird.
1: That's why he hasn't slid into her DMs, because he's not sure if, you know, he wants to cause her to have more hives He's trying to poison her. He's
0: trying to poison her. It was... The shot of him literally picking up the sesame seeds and staring at it. I know it, it
1: so, seemed very ominous. We looked at each other and we're like, "What is, what is that?" What about? happened in these
0: three months? Uh, so that was that was pretty weird.
1: It was. I thought it was a funny scene, and I don't think it was supposed to be as dark as we made it into. But I like but our. But what theory. was he doing? I don't know. It just made him think of her because you know, <laughs> oh, these make her break out in hives. I really <laughs> miss those hives. I miss
0: touching those hives on her face. <laughs> Ugh. So the three months thing is weird. It really, and maybe it's me. If you guys are out there and you like the two month thing, the three month thing, let me know because to me it ruins these films. What about you? How do you feel about
1: it? it I, I'm not as passionate about I it. I am. As, I'm like, I'm I mean, you, I'm getting heated. Yeah, his it. fists are balled up right now, guys. So I feel like, again, most of the time I find a way to feel like it makes sense to me. They don't live in the same place. So three months really is not that long in the scheme of things. They're both busy working people. Mm -hmm. They don't live in the same place. So after she was done, she was only supposed to be there for that little short time. She goes back home pursuing her dreams. She's really busy. I'm sure that takes a lot to start your own business. He's doing the same thing, opening a new restaurant. It's taking a lot of time. He's working the long game because as we see in the end, He, I mean, he names a restaurant for her, basically. And so I think it was, like, all a part of his plan. He had to get that up and running so he could somehow find a way to get her back there. So that was, like, his big gesture. Yeah. And sometimes a big gesture takes three months.
0: No, I mean, yes. Okay. I think that's beautiful the way you said that. (laughs) Like, the long game. I love all of that. I still hate it. Like, yes, I mean, I, I like that. I just... In this day and age, just not talking to someone for three months, even if you're long distance. I mean, doesn't make sense. And then when they go to the restaurant, you don't look at the, the sign. You're like, oh, Tiny Fork. I love Tiny forks. Why are we here? This is the same <laughs> spot that Nick, uh, there's a for rent sign like three weeks ago, like or three months ago. like.
1: Well, I don't think he knew exactly how she felt. So it, to me, it makes more sense why he wouldn't have talked to her.
0: Oh, because she said, but, I needed to talk to you. Yeah, and she never, and
1: she never got to. But she could have reached out because she knew how she felt and then she's like well I guess it's time to move on so it's kind of weird like she was just giving up on him
0: that's what I'm saying like Um, it it doesn't feel good it doesn't have that romance glow
1: but it did feel good when it actually happened so I will say this ending was adorable yeah it was really cute and it it, it it brought tears to my eyes. No, like, it didn't. It not. did. I well, they didn't fall out of my eyeballs but they they, they were just brimming yeah. there. When when they go to the restaurant and she's looking at the menu and they pan over and you see that it's called the tiny fork. Yeah. That got me. Yeah. Did that get did that? No, it got it?
0: me to, like it, no, it was super cute.
1: Yeah. I it, it made me emotional. I mean I was and still I was, I was
0: still mad from the three months, <laughs> so I was still like heated. And then I saw the time, I was like, Okay
1: yeah so i I loved that they brought that back. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really sweet, great name for a restaurant. It really is. I feel like that's probably a thing it should pro- be. I'm sure if there's it's not, a restaurant called Tiny Fork. So that I thought was genius, and I thought it was adorable and sweet and romantic. I loved that his his Lola came, mm-hmm. and you know, we got to see her, and that was funny like she didn't want to leave. So I thought the ending was great. Uh, so it's sort of. Made up for, you know, anything that didn't work for mm. me. Uh, but yeah, that's what I meant. Like, the tiny fork to me is what brought this oh, movie sure. together. The food. Yeah. And then that, uh, for me, was where the romance is. Because mm. to me, food is can be very romantic. You know, mm-hmm. like, cooking and eating something that someone's, like, prepared for you. Like, that's a love language. Yeah. And so, I really did enjoy that about this movie.
0: No, I, I, all of those things. Couldn't have said it better myself I totally agree with that I mean I thought I thought the Lola was that, was that
1: I think that's what he called it yeah. yeah
0: I thought that the Lola being there was nice it was a little weird I, I wish I wish they would have had their moment and then maybe seen Lola or you know it just as like hey you know it was just it was a little weird that, that uh. little aspect of it because uh, I wanted them to you know lock some lips I wanted <laughs> to see the, those kisses the kiss itself the kiss itself I don't usually talk much about these. This this kiss. This kiss was probably one of the most sensual kisses that I've seen in in a minute. Like very sensual. Um,
1: Did you forget about don't go breaking my heart?
0: I mean, I'm just saying. Like there was there was (laughs) something about this kiss. There was a sensuality to it that what you don't see often. Uh, There was a light touch on the neck, and just it, it was something. It was something special.
1: Oh. So, I did enjoy this kiss. You know, I always talk about the kisses at the end. And I am going to, you know, figure out some sort of... Scale? Scale. Yeah, we talked about that last time. So, I'm working on it, guys. But this... I thought this kiss was... It was nice. It was really cute. I've seen better. I've seen worse. I thought it was great for them. And it actually surprised me because how I mentioned some of the physical touches and stuff Mm -hmm. didn't work for me in this movie... But that kiss was really nice. nice. Um, and I thought it was sweet. I, I don't know that I felt all the sensualness no, that you cent- did. It was a sensual kiss. But I loved, like, that to me felt like a classic rom com. That ending shot of them kissing with the flowers like, around yeah. the restaurant. And then you see, like, the tiny fork. Mm-hmm. Like, I just loved that screenshot of them. And I love that it lingered. It wasn't like kiss credits. We see them, they kiss again. There's know, like, that's you know, what, yeah, I'm saying. they're Central. there. It, <laughs> it was very, it was a very perfect ending.
0: Yeah, it was. And I think that was one of the strongest, strongest parts of this film. So um, great job kissing. Great job kissing.
1: <laughs> I do want to also mention, because you kept mentioning it in the movie. Uh, we don't talk a lot about score. Sometimes we talk about music. But as far as scoring goes, there was this little piano. Mm-hmm throughout the movie that kept coming back around, which I don't really ever notice in other films that it's used throughout the movie. And you kept saying it was Taylor Swift, which it wasn't, but there was like a tiny little part in it that did remind me of a Taylor Swift song. But it was so nice. It was a very like magical little piano that played throughout. And it was like almost like their theme um, of them. So I thought that was was great. Look and at
0: you being that, technical. I know.
1: I thought that was a nice little touch for the movie.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about this before, you know, just real quick about the, the score and like the, the cheesy jingles and stuff they'll do. It was very subdued. They had it. It didn't overpower the scene. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I should have mentioned this before. Just a great job on that because it was there and it added to the film instead of taking away from it. You, you noticed it, but you didn't really notice it. Yeah, that was, it was very nice because mm-hmm. they even had it on some of those funny moments. It didn't bother me. It was like the first jingle that didn't bother me on those sort of funny moments. Yeah, but
1: that specific like piano, they played it when she's eating the dessert he Mm -hmm. gives her and then again at the end. So it felt like, I mean, films do that where it's like the couples have like a theme, like the score for them. And so I don't, and I don't know if I've just never noticed it, but I haven't really seen that in a Hallmark movie before that I've noticed it. And maybe I noticed it because you mentioned it was like Taylor Swift, sounded like Taylor Swift to you. But I really liked it. It was so pretty. It was so sweet. Um, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. it.
0: And I think with that, we're wrapped up on Right in Front of Me, which was the last one of Spring Fling. Yeah.
1: I can't spring. believe
0: it. I honestly can't believe that we're done with Spring already.
1: So out of the Spring movies, yeah. how how would you I rate think them? You
0: know the answer. To this.
1: How would you rate them?
0: Obviously, we have our Irish, I can never remember the name As of it. As luck would have As it. As luck would have it. Would
1: be at the top. Yeah obvi yeah so the bottom would be one perfect wedding yeah mm, the winter yeah. the winter wedding? The winter wedding uh so then we have hmm i would say two for me second place
0: wait you're going from the bottom to the second place what's uh the number four for you then what comes after that
1: i think it would be don't go breaking my heart okay then this one okay right in front of me right so then Chasing Waterfalls would be second. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's how it goes for me.
0: I think I agree with you. I think, I think we're going to be in agreement on this. The only thing... I
1: think Chasing Waterfalls in this one is kind of like close call for me.
0: I don't know, because I, I would say no.
1: I think I liked more of the chemistry in this one, but Chasing Waterfalls was just so beautiful, and I thought there were a lot... It was a lot like... There were more funny things in there. Mm, the bear scene. The bear scene, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm good with that. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. I think we're we're right in agreement on where we would be. So I think the the really the this lesson from all this let's not have a winter movie in spring. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's just that? not do How that. How about
0: we just not do that? <laughs> um, but overall, we had some great films. I think um, a lot of fun ones.
1: Yeah, fun to watch, fun to talk about, and I think. We're looking forward to some more new ones. Mm-hmm. We've seen a few previews. We've got a new Tyler Hines coming up. Looks like up. a sad one,
0: though. I know. I hate the sad ones.
1: But I think it's going to have a happy ending.
0: Oh, they do, but we have to get through the sad to get to the happy ending. Yeah.
1: But coming up next week since we have a little bit of a break for new premieres mm-hmm. we do have a special interview episode yes, we uh we'll be announcing that this weekend i so love doing these interviews stay tuned for that we're very excited for this one
0: yeah so stay tuned guys uh, i'm really looking forward to this interview I, I love doing them um i'm really really excited about this i don't i don't want to <laughs>
1: <laughs> our lips are sealed uh, but no stay tuned for that thanks again as always for listening mm-hmm. Make sure, you know, you give us a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Follow us on all the socials to see what we're up to. And, yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks, everyone.